0: Because ultimately, we we are still nature, and I think often we we end up seeing ourselves as separate from nature.
1: Hi, I'm Holly, and welcome to my podcast, Through the Trees, where I talk to my guests about a whole range of nature-based subjects. Today, I'm talking to Katie Rees about how being outdoors in green spaces is good for our well-being, why connecting with nature at all ages is important, and the art of coppicing. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for tuning in. Hi Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. Now I start every podcast with a simple question and it is, what is your favourite tree and why?
0: Okay, well, yeah, thanks for inviting me, Holly. It's great to be here. Um, So my favourite tree, I was thinking about this yesterday, I think I'm gonna go for a birch tree, silver birch. Um, there There are loads of trees that I really, really like, but silver birch particularly um i think they're they're really beautiful so the bark on the tree obviously is an obvious one but um actually in the night sky when you've got the silhouette of the tree it's kind of got this feathery fronds and it's really quite easy to pick out a silver birch um as it's etched against the sky Mm. um and the other thing that i really like about them is the fact that they're so useful in fire lighting so (laughs) i had a feeling
1: that might be on your list
0: (laughs) yeah so, I mean, we use it pretty regularly, but um, there's something really beautiful about the glow, the orange glow of the, the the fire that it creates when you when you light birch bark. Um, yeah, and it just it's got a particular smell about it as well, which is really lovely. So,
1: yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I had a feeling it might be useful. I thought it'd either be that or hazel. I thought hazel might be quite a useful one.
0: <laughs> I did initially. I was like, oh, hazel. And then I thought, no, actually, um birch but because there's just so many different things we use it for at the moment so yeah,
1: yeah. no I, I agree we've planted some um at my mum's recently we've just planted some birch trees around because we're just trying to um yeah boost as many dif- diverse species that we have here so yeah. um yeah I think yeah. that's a really nice choice so have you always been a nature lover did you have an outdoorsy upbringing
0: um, I was thinking about this again. It, it's, it's a bit um, half and half really. I did spend a lot of time going on walks when I was little, uh, but we didn't, I didn't go camping probably until I went to Leeds Festival when I was about <laughs> 19, so um, I haven't, you know, had a traditionally, um, compared to what I'm doing now, you know, it, that didn't sort of start off in my youth particularly although I did spend an awful lot of time in my wellies outside the in my back garden (laughs) just pottering around in the mud basically
1: yeah absolutely no I think that's um I think it's great like for all ages to just go out in their wellies in the mud and especially with the rain that we've had recently um I think that everyone should be able to go outdoors whether you live in a town you can still do it in a town you've got mostly Parks I mean, there might be smaller parks, but they're still green spaces which are equally as important absolutely and I do think that uh nature from all ages is important, and there's just so many benefits
0: definitely, and I think i mean one of the things that I've noticed now is that um because I spend so much time in the woods and in out in nature, actually when I go back into we we spend a lot of time doing work in a in an urban sort of woodland in in York. And in the past, I probably wouldn't have valued the different aspects of nature or the biodiversity that was there or really felt like it was particularly wild. I think I would have felt like it was it was still quite urban. But because I've kind of got that experience of of being out in nature so much now, actually, it does. I can recognise like the wildness of that space. And I think it is, you know, it's sometimes the way you perceive things.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But yeah, it is important to get into nature in yeah, all different areas, different places.
1: Absolutely, because you're based in North Yorkshire yep. and you've set up an outdoor nature-based company, Kindlewoods. Can you tell me a little bit about why you set that up, how it all came about?
0: Yeah, sure. So at Kindlewoods, basically it started really, um, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a journey, but um, really it was uh, as a result of my own sort of mental and, and physical ill health. I had an injury uh, just after leaving university. And it really sort of changed my perspectives massively on uh, what I wanted to do and and my connection with nature and that was really when when it when it started to develop and I realized how important nature was for my own my own well being going for walks and just allowing me to kind of slow down and and i noticed I noticed the trees around me that I probably hadn't really taken notice of before and i I started to learn more about it. I learned about climate change and i and I just felt like actually it was really important to do something about it and yeah, that's what kind of led me to to start to explore the options of setting up a project which helped to bring both people and nature together. And and that's really what Kindlewoods is about. And it's what Kindlewoods is founded on. Mm. It's about boosting community, supporting community. It's about looking after nature in a really practical way. So we we do do woodland management, sustainable woodland management. So we do the coppicing. So that's one of the things that we do. Mm. And then it's also about people's well-being. So, yeah, really supporting people to, to find ways to improve their mental health and be in nature at the same time.
1: Amazing, because the nature being in woodlands is so good for everybody's mental health, makes them happier, healthier in all different ways. What sort of benefits did you find that it had on you personally?
0: Personally, I think it was just, uh, there are obviously, there's loads of studies out there which show kind of reduction in cortisol, a sort of stress hormone and boost of serotonin just by being around trees. There's kind of studies in Japan about that and generally kind of we all sort of know anecdotally how important nature is you know when you're in when you're in that space you can feel feel calmer um and and that's really what what uh, the benefits were for me Mm -hmm. but i think you know in terms of it's more than that, it's it's not just those sort of scientific bits of how how nature impacts us Uh, for us in our sessions it's about the broader importance of what that space provides people so it's about allowing a space which enables people to be creative so we're not kind of defined to teaching people bushcraft it's about enabling people to explore what they want to explore So, for example, one of the clients that we're working with at the moment, she's been bringing her books in and reading her books around the campfire. And that just allows her to have a space which, you know, gives her something that she really loves to do, but it's in a sort of safe space and a place that she feels welcome.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, so there's there's just loads of different aspects to it.
1: Yeah, because your your um your sessions do have a variety of people from all backgrounds and all ages. Yeah. Have you got any specific people in mind who you think uh, a bit like your lady who was reading around the fire? Yeah. Has somebody come from a traumatized background and has and you've seen the change? Because I know that Absolutely. that um I used to work for a bushcraft company and we would have the children come in. And they were wearing their white designer outfits and they didn't want to touch the mud then after a few days they just completely transformed and i just couldn't believe in such a short space of time how quickly that can actually happen um which i'm sure you've seen the same in your your adults
0: yeah definitely um i mean we work so at the moment we're really lucky that we've been able to provide a sort of emergency support to people experiencing mental health distress during the pandemic so the last three months and through lockdown as well we've been able to for people that are really experiencing difficulties have been able to provide sort of small scale sessions um sessions to people and it's just been it's been incredibly moving to see you know how important it has been for people to, to come out um and i think for us it is that combination it, it's both having a space where you can be practical you can sort of connect with that sort of primitive side of yourself being active with fire looking after the fire having responsibility for that as well it it allows people you know it's a little bit risky and that's important as well it gives people that sense of of responsibility or they've trusted me with that Mm -hmm. and that's something that's important but also some of the foundations of what we we base our work on is is to do with mindfulness and awareness encouraging people to be aware of of how they're feeling in the moment yeah and also compassion and that's something that's super important to, to our sessions and helping people to to be compassionate to themselves and how they're feeling and it it just like by creating that space it just creates this uh, amazing opportunity for people to to transform really and there's all sorts of different people that we've worked with there's a particular family who were quite happy for me to share their story and two of the children are are autistic and have uh, quite complex mental health challenges as well Mm. and the, the difference and the impact it's made for them. Uh, the daughter has really blossomed and come out of her shell. Yeah. Um, and the son has kind of reduced self-harming. And it, it's just, it, yeah, it's been incredible to be able to provide that. Mm. So it gives me goosebumps to be honest.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That must be so fulfilling as well, <laughs> just to have such a positive, um, Part, be part of their life in that way it must be so rewarding
0: it is and uh, like this week um i mean they've come out in all all weathers they've come out in the snow in the ice um and we were really actually really grateful and we made a link recently with Rohan who have provided us uh, as part of the gift your gear scheme the clothing basically yeah. that uh, people have donated which is second hand but it's still really good outdoor kit and uh, we've been able to pass that on to our participants and our clients. And this particular family that we're working with, we've been able to, to support them with that. And it's it just makes such a difference to them.
1: Exactly. And you can enjoy it as well. Because it, there's no point having a bad first experience outdoors with you being freezing cold because you won't enjoy it as much. Whereas if you're warm, ready to go, you know, you've got your hat, gloves, thick socks and all your all your gear, then you're not going to get cold. So you are going to enjoy it. Yeah. And everyone around you will enjoy it too because your 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 positive um like feelings will just bounce off each other
0: absolutely it's it is it's brilliant and we we you can really take it for granted if you've got um if you spend a lot of time outside or you've got good kit yourself or you just wear 300 layers you know you can feel warm but if you've not if you don't go out very often and then all of a sudden you know you're spending a couple of hours outside in in, in minus conditions. <laughs> You just don't know how many layers you need to put
1: up. Absolutely. Um, Because you, uh, before COVID, you were going to lots of shows, the Yorkshire show. And did you find that people engaged with you really well there of all different ages? Um, Because those shows are so diverse with the sort of workshops that they offer and um, that must have been a great place to be based.
0: Yeah it was wonderful actually and um, we, re- we really enjoyed doing the shows it kind of gave us the opportunity to connect with the public in a bigger way I guess that there were there were more people there and again people who wouldn't necessarily find out or seek out an opportunity they they were kind of become aware of us just by by visiting our stand Mm. but it was it was great as well what we try and do as part of the project so people will come in on a woodland wellbeing program and then they'll potentially want to stay on with us some do some don't but they'll come and volunteer with us and um, help us with the woodland management and then some volunteers also will train them up in in various skills like green woodwork and helping us make stools and things like that Uh, with participants at the shows so um we had our team of volunteers there and it was yeah it was great it was a great opportunity for them to to basically be able to interact with the public and several had learned fire by friction so how to how to light a fire using a bow drill and then being able for them to be able to teach the public how to do that it gave them a real sense of like oh wow I can do this
1: because that's tricky. Trying to light a fire with a boat is really tricky. <laughs> it is
0: really tricky. It is. It took me ages to, to get the of it. Once you get some of the the key parts of what you need to know, mm-hmm. it's like the sort of really six really key elements. And once you've got those bits, like it's like, oh, wow, okay, I can do this. <laughs> and then you can pass it on.
1: Absolutely. Well, there's things like coppicing and hedge laying is really important. I've seen that you've done workshops, your sessions. Can you tell me a little bit about coppicing? Some people might know not know what it is and why it's important
0: yeah so well we really love coppicing because it benefits people and it benefits the woods as well so it's a bit of a win-win really so essentially what happens we tend to coppice hazel but you can coppice in um, different different trees different broad leaves we coppiced about half an acre last year last winter using hand tools so it means cutting the stems of the hazel hazel tree to the base and then you've got what's called a stool that's left and you ha- have these hazel rods which you sort into different piles and then they can be used for different purposes and then come the spring you have shoots that grow up on the on the stool, which you'll then protect. So you'll need to put fencing around it so that deer and other sort of browsing-grazing animals don't don't nibble all the shoots. Yep. And then they will continue to grow for the next say seven, seven to fourteen years, whatever sort of cycle you're coppicing on, uh, and then they will grow back to to the same size that you need them for. So it's this kind of really mm-hmm. fantastic renewable way of um, working with wood. And the reason it's so is it beneficial to the tree often um coppice stools can last longer than a than a hazel tree would normally so so it, it's beneficial in that way mm. and and the other factor is that when you cut the stems off at the base it allows light to come into the forest floor mm-hmm. so that means that you get a whole bunch of different wild flowers that come up and then you sort of add to the biodiversity of the woodland uh, that you wouldn't normally
1: get Amazing. Well, I think that's um, because people have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years um, and I've seen less of it happening in the local woods around me. And I think that the more that we talk about these sort of things, other people realise how important it actually is. And then it might inspire people who might, they might have their own little chunk of woodlands or they, they might see in the local, their local woods that, Someone might not be coppicing or they might be and at least they'll be able to understand and if they're walking, tell their children, oh, look, no, that hazel tree is like that because da, da 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 I think it's, yeah, educating people and sharing stories is just so important, especially at this kind of time where people are indoors, maybe listening to more podcasts, maybe watching more things online and um, and it can only do good to share things like this. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. It, um, and it looks, it can look a little bit brutal initially. So when you've cut quite a big area and you've cut it down to the base, it, it can make it look like, oh, why have they cut all the trees down? But actually, yes, to know that it benefits the, the forest floor, the biodiversity, that the trees will grow back um and that actually that's part of this cycle that humans can contribute to in a positive way because ultimately we we are still nature and i think often we we end up seeing ourselves as separate from nature but we we are nature as well and i think part of it is about finding our niche within it so that we can we can work to, to enhance it rather than to um destroy it essentially
1: exactly and now it's um i think there's only something like 2.4 percent of the uk is actually covered in ancient woodlands so mm-hmm. i think we all need to do our bit
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it's really it can be done in a really fun way as well and i think that's what is important for us is that we want to show that it can be we can have fun whilst we're doing this work um so yeah that is something that's important to how we how we work
1: so for anyone kind of interested in nature well-being mindfulness and um, all the sort of sessions that you give what's would you have a book that you would recommend that you read and you thought yeah that's really poignant
0: I mean anything by John Kabat-Zinn or um Thich Nhat Han is really useful and
1: profound brilliant so how can people find Kindlewoods online so you can find us at
0: our website so it's uh, kindlewoods.com Uh, we're also on facebook and twitter and instagram so you can yeah you can sort of stay up to date with us us
1: there brilliant well thank you so much for talking to me katie and um i will keep an eye on your on your social media and what you get up to and um yeah we'll stay in touch
0: (laughs) brilliant thanks holly it was great to chat to you Bye.
1: bye bye at the end of every episode i share a quote which i feel sums up everything we've been talking about And my quote today is from environmental artist Andy Goldsworthy. We often forget that we are nature. Nature is not something separate from us. So when we say that we have lost our connection to nature, we've lost our connection to ourselves.